what? I got a fever. You give me fever, fever in the morning. Okay, folks, welcome to episode 60 of the Dynasty Fever podcast. This is Brian Ford at FFJunkie underscore on Twitter. So, um, one thing you should know about uh, when, when Jesse and I get together is we probably, jeez, uh, you know, talk for maybe like an hour before we even start hit record. And then there's like another 20 minutes of uh, before we even get into uh, the episode. And then, uh, you know, depending on the night, sometimes there's uh, there's quite a good chunk of time after we record uh, that uh, that we talk. Uh, this particular night uh, was was pretty fun. Uh, the usual uh, um, beforehand, and then actually after we were done recording, you know, uh, we we talked till about uh, you know three in the morning about all sorts of things. But at the end of of this uh, episode, or toward the end of this episode, uh, we started getting uh, getting pretty uh, deep and, and and philosophical about uh, some things related to to dynasty, and we had some really good disagreement, which you know is is much more entertaining than you know, in a grief fest. So uh, we're going to split this episode in two. This chunk that you're listening to now um, will be, you know, the usual. Uh, and then we're going to end this part right around when we when we got into our, our usual fever and chill segment, because that's when things kind of went in that different direction and got sort of philosophical. And then so that that part then is going to be uh, part two of, of this episode. So enjoy uh, part one. Okay, folks, welcome to episode 60 of the Dynasty Fever podcast, the big uh, 6-0, uh, the Dan Alexander episode uh, for Jesse as the uh, local childhood references uh, continue. Man, you got me on that one. <laughs> I'm a big whiff. It's a, it's a guard for the Jets from 77 oh. to 89. All so right. I caught the, the the last part of his – I was born in 78, so I, you know, I caught like the last part of his career. Wolf. Drafted in um, round eight when the NFL had more than seven rounds. Yeah, it was and nine. Well, when I was a kid, it was nine. I don't. I, it was probably longer than that earlier on. Um, yeah. So, um, and yeah, it was a good guy. A good career, you know. Started. Yeah, yeah, I just, good guy. I just, you know, doing his thing. Double, you know, good double guy. checked and uh, 183 career starts. So, you know, yeah. It's my Jay Leno impression hey, hey good guy yeah he's a good guy doing his thing you know so how are you doing tonight i'm amazing i'm i'm just fantastic playoffs are starting yeah you're you're done with your Meadowlands odyssey oh i was amazing done too. with a tough work day like yeah it's, yeah. it's re- you're you're ready to go yeah. am i allowed to say am i allowed to say what i what i told you about giants fans earlier or are um, we gonna just leave that alone uh i don't like the word Okay. Yeah. Giants fans lack the enthusiasm of an Eagles fan. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, that's certainly a word for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we 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 travel well. We were we were at least half that stadium. It was ridiculous. Mm. Come on, man. Yeah, and it felt good for you too when like AJ mm. Brown and Devonta Smith are. It was you know? it was beautiful. Like coming right at me. Yeah, we had really good seats. It was. Oof. I, I like. I, it started to pour in the second half. And I mean, I did have my liquor jacket on, so I didn't really feel it because of that, but also, you know, just the good vibes. Mm-hmm. 
yeah it was it was, it was an amazing time um i lied i think i did say that it would be my first time in an opposing stadium but i've been to a number of eagles panthers games in charlotte but that's like you know it's like seeing the an eagles game at a tea party or whatever like they don't even have a sports bar in that stadium it's weird mm. Yeah. so yeah, anyway it doesn't really count when you're when you're watching it with uh the the panthers yeah, yeah they're like oh oh we lost so i was i wanted to i was flipping through something when you mentioned philly because they i wanted to give you a stat on them okay um i, I i'm sure it's something amazing yeah uh so uh, oh, I know where it is. I'm sorry. I'm going through my DFS notes, which is where this is coming from. So uh, Philly is number one in scoring, number two in yards per game, number two in EPA per play. So expected points. So um, is, are the Dolphins the only team above them? I'm surprised at the number two. And uh, I figured we'd be number one across the board in offense. I guess, I guess what it is, is we just shut it down in the second half so often. And you're facing now a bears defense this week that is El poopy. So yeah, it's a kind of a tune up, you know, going to get that number one seed, baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, everyone thinks that this, this uh, Christmas Eve game with Dallas is like, a big deal and who cares sorry guys it'll be locked up by that yeah it will be irrelevant and my wife will be very happy that i'll yeah we'll watch a christmas story instead uh are you are you interested at all in like this this a christmas story christmas this like what the second one? kind of thing oh yeah we watched yeah, it the like other night ralphie's grown up and yeah we watched it two nights ago oh, oh how was it good Oh, okay. So I was expecting terrible. So good is fine. I was expecting terrible. Yeah. And it was good. It was, it was, it warmed the heart a little. Definitely a lot of callbacks to the first one. I sure. mean, you got to expect that. Yeah. Um, but they do it in a respectful way. Um, it's all the same actors, um, except for the mother who retired from acting in 2007 huh. and refused to come out of retirement. So they got the lady from Airplane. Do you remember her? The, the, the female the actress? Attendant? Yes. Oh, the, 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 when she's talking jive, that will give you old medicine. <laughs> that, that one? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, not June Cleaver, yeah. who spoke fluent jive and translated. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, 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 oh, the female Oh, okay, lead. I'm getting it mixed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the female the lead. passenger knew the yeah, jive. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, if, other than that, all of the same actors, Randy actually comes in in the end and is the same actor. It's a little weird looking now, but uh, um, even Flick, who like, that's uh, the guy who stuck his tongue on the pole, right? He is. Yeah. Um, this is the, one of the great things about watching movies with my wife is um, you get to learn things about actors that you would never know otherwise. So first of all, Flick was in was the lead in the toy with Richard Pryor. Do you remember that movie? Uh, I've heard of it. I don't. I've never seen yeah. it. Yeah, his he's got a rich dad, and he wants he wants Richard Pryor for Christmas. That's oh. the toy he wants for Christmas. So couldn't really 
can really do that these days. We understand that you can't own people now. You own people now. But, you know, I guess in the 80s, you know, we're a little fast and loose with that kind of thing. Um, but the other thing about Flick that's amazing to know is that he um, has done porn. But not, oh. yeah, but not um, the lead in porn. So from what I understand, he's been a background actor in porn movies so i don't know what that means like you're the guy that delivers the pizza and doesn't walk away (laughs) i don't i don't i just don't get it so yeah uh, i mean remember when porn had plots yeah like scenes that would have extras like that you know what i mean you know i mean i'm not saying i miss it i'm just saying like that's kind of the error that it was too far down this rabbit hole but i do miss it and i will actually look for Storylines. Uh, not much. Gets me out of my routine, buddy. Okay. Well, <laughs> speaking of tight ends, uh, we uh, did a <laughs> nice tight end segue. episode. <laughs> we did a tight end episode uh, a while back that you had to not be here for, so it was just kind of me solo, just kind of reviewing like the tight end landscape and talking about a few things here or there because there was some shifts at the top. And one thing that you really wanted to talk about that episode was how good the this 22 rookie class of tight ends has been. And so we figured with some some shakeups continuing and, you know, Najoku healthy again and sort of Gesicki not really being a, a presence and the rise of Chig and et cetera, et cetera, uh, that, that we look we, we, we do this tight end thing and uh, and, and kind of, you know, look under the, the hood a bit. So, you know, in general. Um, in like the top rungs, right? We've seen Kittle and Waller, I think, slide for for good reason. Um, Goddard, Muth, and Hawk, who I was wrong about uh, with the trade to Minnesota, I think you know rise up into that you know tier right below right below Kelsey. And I mean, we've seen the, a, a down year for for Pitts. So Hawk um, is the team interesting tight end top three. top five or six. You know, uh, you know going you know uh, shifts moving around up there yeah yeah and you know um one thing you have to understand is while mark andrews is a superior talent he really is he's he's a i guess in a way sort of a gronk-esque just a, a a big body that knows where to be you know with great hands he's just going to be variable you know, like there's, I'm sorry, there's going to be a lot of variance to him mm. because of the quarterback situation, at least for this year. And then, you know, if you subscribe to the Lamar uh, running quarterback sort of narrative, mm-hmm. then th- this, this could pop up a lot. And it's popping up in the playoffs right now. So it's mm. tough for me to really like go all in with with mandrews as as, as tight end too Interesting. I, I would yeah. i would i i think i'd kind of rather litter my roster with a lot of a lot of these young guys that, that yeah. mm-hmm. you know why not why not have adult like if, if tyler huntley starts for for the ravens or if he doesn't and it's his backup i don't even know who that is trace mcstorley anthony brown okay Ooh. Ooh, I barely know who that is. I might not actually. So, I mean, if that happens, I think Dulcich is a more like sure. attractive start. I mean, I think 
at that point, he's probably on like the Jelani Woods level, right? Well, so yeah, long term though with, with Andrews. Is, but my devil's advocate position here is Lamar's always been a running quarterback, and Andrews has eaten and eaten and eaten with Bateman on the field. It's not that he's a running quarterback that I that I have a problem with. It's that he's going to get hurt because he's a running quarterback, and we have to ah, deal with. Okay, I see where you're Tyler Huntley okay. and Anthony I Brown. Understood. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's. I I love running quarterbacks, and I love tight ends and power backs mm. with running quarterbacks. Mm. Right? Don't don't give me a receiving back. You know, and um, don't expect your deep threat to get a lot of deep. You know targets but would you say long term you 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 would say you would say still Pitts one andrews two kelsey three or Mm. interesting so long term uh no 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 i don't have Pitts one well i've kind of flip-flopped him and andrews throughout i guess i well i haven't i haven't really given this enough thought to like you know i guess i don't Again, like we've talked about this before, I don't, I don't think of it in these terms. Yeah. Right. I think of it as as who who I would rather have relevant to the situation of my team. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I kind of want if I don't have Kelsey on a contender, mm-hmm. I, I kind of want Goddard or Hawk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want that. Yeah. I want that tier. You know, I don't want to pay up from Andrews. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. He's he's more. I guess my whole point is he's more expensive than the return you're getting. Mm-hmm. So, and, and Kittle, Kittle used to be um, when he's healthy, he puts up stud numbers and now he's still getting hurt. And now just sort of spotty numbers. Mm-hmm. Even so, before, you know, the injuries at quarterback. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because pre Perry. I mean, now when you add, I mean, when it was him and Debo and Ayuk, it's oof. All right, there's a lot of miles to feed, but he's still getting fed. But now you add McCaffrey into that mix as well, mm-hmm. and I mean Debo's out, and I mean I, the way I look at those situations in general is how often are you really going to have all of those guys on the field at the same time? Somebody's going to be hurt, mm-hmm. right? And the other guys will eat. Mm-hmm. You know, so get your piece of that kind of big ass pie, you know, because it's a big ass pie, mm-hmm. right? San Francisco. But the problem now is the, the, the injury is a quarterback, right? So that makes the pie smaller. And then just, I, I just, there isn't the, the focus on Kittle. Mm-hmm. There isn't the, the thought that, all right, well, when somebody goes down, they're going to focus on it. No, they're probably going to, like, in my mind, uh, when somebody go, like Debo goes down, they're going to focus on Ayuk and, and McCaffrey. And then sure. Kittle seems like a bit of an afterthought. Yeah, I would I would think of Kittle really mainly as, I shouldn't say mainly, but, um, you know, when it comes to, like, a good tight end matchup, like Arizona, Minnesota, you know. Right, he's gonna sure. He's going to have a maybe a splash week then. But, right, because but, Shanahan will take advantage of that kind of thing. And, and so, you know, we've talked about, you know, Kittle, that this is kind of a, I don't want to say long time coming, but, you know, like the way he plays and, sure. and the yep. way that they like to have him block. And, you know, and all and the injuries and right, right, the right. age, he's 29. So, he came out, he came out old. He was an right. old prospect. And, so that, so let's now pivot then to, to Waller. 
um, mm-hmm. a bit of a different story. Also, you know, 2930 um, and hurt, you know, a lot uh, recently. Um, we didn't get a big enough sample size of him and Devonte Adams together, I think, to really know right. how the, those targets would be uh, right. distributed. But one would have to think, like, you know, that even even uh, even though Waller is Waller, that, you know, Adams is just such a target hawk, uh, you know, I, I don't know that, that early on early on. It actually did look good for Waller. He had a couple pretty damn good games early on. And true. Uh, he had maybe I think it was two kind of down games and then got hurt. Yeah, and then was struggling to get on the field, and we just don't know. But I have to say that I, their offense has just struggled at times when they just needed a second option. Mm-hmm. You know, that wasn't the, well. I guess a third option that wasn't the run game with Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. You know, as 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 electric and dynamic as Jacobs and Devontae Adams have been, why isn't this a top offense then? And I think it's lack of a third option. Yeah. And Renfro has been hurt too. To, to Yes, exactly. Yeah, and they, yeah, they just yeah. haven't had it. Yeah. Mac you know, and in the, doing the trick. Yeah. In the past, they've, they've, they've found some ancillary guys, but that was different coaching staff, you know, uh, Aguilar. Um, well, I guess they're, they're trying to use Mac Hollins, man. <sighs> I just can't get into why you should never feature Mac Hollins. I can't. If I have to get into that, like everything I've done so far <laughs> up until now has been for nothing. I mean, I, I like him as a punt play uh, in DFS against a, you know, a good matchup for perimeter wide receivers, but I certainly don't want to have faith in him in my, uh, my, I, almo- my I almost, <laughs> I almost agreed with you perfectly. I like him as a punt cover player. <laughs> I like him as a gunner. It's, so, it's uh, what he was drafted so, to be. So what are we doing with Waller? <sighs> Holding you have to hold. Well, okay. But like, do you even have any interest as a, as a buy the dip? Oh, you know what? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If I can get him for a, if I can get him for a mid to late second, 23, mid to late second, I would do that. So from what I can tell right now, not the deepest draft this year. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas running back is going to get hammered with the free agent class and, and, and the draft class, not, not mm-hmm. much going on in, in the 23 job class. So we asked our legions of listeners, um, which tight end are you sort of most looking to sell, you know? And, and again, that's a vague question, right? Doesn't team context now versus a month from now when the season's over? I get that, right? Are you trying to sell high or are you trying to dump somebody? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, Higby, Walder, Gesicki, and Fant, all for different reasons, right? I'm sorry, one more time. Higby, Waller, mm-hmm. Gesicki, and Fant, all for, I think, different reasons. But who do you think won? I think Waller won, but I, I my answer would be Gasicki. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry. My apology. My answer would be Fant. Fant? Yes. Yeah. I, I think Fant has sort of um, spiked. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, it's not a high spike, but I think he's shown what he's going to be. And I think he's been overrated. I think his entire his entire career. career. Yeah. Uh, yes. Waller won with seventy two point two percent. Yeah. Yeah. I figured it would be Waller. 
I just it's fools it's fools gold to. Well, I, I mean, if you if you find somebody that's going to give you a, what two seconds, here's what you have to ask yourself: What will what is the highest possible ceiling for the rest of Darren Waller's career? Where where could that mm. possibly get yeah. to, and how could that happen? Hmm. right yeah. so will he ever be worth a first round pick ever again and if so how does that happen that's what you have to ask yourself whether or not you're going to sell him right now because well, he's going to get a little bump because he's coming off ir i think i think it, and people I, are like oh yeah oh yeah Darren waller i remember him the world that i see is that um for for him to get there would have to be something like Jacobs can get the bag elsewhere and the Raiders just don't resign him. Okay. Um, you know, they don't spend draft capital or, or get a really good, you know, uh, wide receiver. And it, you're still looking at an offense where it's, it's Adams and, and Waller as like two key and Renfro, you know, target percentage pieces. Right. Um, well, Renfro, you know, I don't, I don't know his contract situation, but I do know that pretty sure he signed that when in the, in the couple games when everybody was on the field together, he was the one that was the odd man out, you know? So, um, tough you know. to judge. Yeah. Tough to judge. Yeah. You got to run the gambit of NFL defenses to see, you know, who he matches up against. And, mm-hmm. you know, McDaniels never had the opportunity to gain confidence to call plays for Redfro, right? True enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's the only way I could really see, you know, him getting back to like, I don't know, maybe a late first, you know? Yeah. I mean, for me, it would have to be uh, performance based. Like I, there's no narrative in the off season that's going to get you there. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I mean that, that that narrative plays out and he's, we see him get the targets. Like, it, okay. it, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So at best, you wait until next year he starts out on fire and you can sell him for a late 24 first. I can buy it, yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have the two seconds right now. Sure. I you give me a 23 and a 24 second and I'm out the door. Mm-hmm. And, and one of them has to be early. I'm not doing it for two late seconds. Remember when Kittle, Waller, and Kelsey were the big three? Uh, Those were. I still feel like it's true. Like I feel still go to bed at night going, the big three, (laughs) you know. And it's it's not true. It's like you know, yeah. It's the the fairy tales you tell yourself to go to sleep at night. So I've been with in this sort of swath of tight ends between i don't know say i don't know like eight and 13 14 yeah. i've kind of really gone back and forth rookies with a lot of names recently and i think my conclusion was going to be exactly what, what what you just said like if i'm not getting these guys right the the really the top you know like six seven eight that we're talking about yeah. Then give me like you know the Bellingers and the Ottens and that sort of thing. So you're so. you're you're acknowledging that it's like, you know, it's it's the it's the those big three and Mandrews and Goddard and Hawk and is there another one I'm missing? Uh, you know you're you're going to disagree with me, but yeah, um, Komet. No, uh, Najoku. 
I have oh, oh, okay. as eight or nine. And I think he's kind of like <laughs> right there. Not that he's like the same <laughs> level of, uh, as those guys, but like the, I think the drop off isn't necessarily say between like, you know, well, Fryermuth, uh, you know, between like, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. between Fryermuth and, and Hawk and, and then big drop to Najoku. I think it's Fryermuth and, and Hawk and, are and then like the a, same a, level for me. A drop to Najoku. And then, and then I think more mystery when it comes to, Schultz, Knox, Commit, you know, um, yeah. you know, Gesicki, uh, uh, you know, th- those guys. And so, yeah, Najoku is um, okay to me. So, like, I mean, you're going to disagree with me probably, but like, I have, I, I guess I have, I, I've got her in a, in a different level than any of them. Um, I, I, I've got her as my tight end too. I mean, yeah, I have them at four. I mean, I don't know that it's like that huge, but it's a tear break for me. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's like Pitts and then Goddard and then a tier, you okay. know, of, of, of that, those guys, right. Uh, Hawk is probably at the top of it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, well, no, I'm sorry. And Mandrews, but you know, I've voiced my concerns. Yeah. And I'm going to throw mayor into that mix at this point as well, you know, with that, that that mix of 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 Hawk and Fryermuth and and uh, Najoku, I, those I are mean, all guys. I'm not putting Mayor there yet. I mean, yeah, I won't put him in there. It's December. Eh. Give me a break. Value wise. Oh well, okay, okay, that's a different story. Yeah, I mean, we got rookie fever coming up, which I am all in. Remember on. how? Remember how 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 goofy I I, I got for. Trey McBride, right? So, um, of that group of of tight ends, like sort of in that range, Najoku, uh, I put Dulcich there because, you know, I think he's crept, even though he's part of the rookies we're going to talk about, he's in that range of tight ends. Dulcich is cream of the crop of the rookies. Najoku, Dulcich, Schultz, and Waller. Um, I put Waller in there because, like, Waller is like now down to like 11 for me. So he's in that tier. Sure. Uh, our listeners chose Najoku at 41.2%, gave Waller 0%. Wow. And uh, Dalton Schultz, 35.3%, and Dulcich, 23.5%. Let's talk about Dalton Schultz. About to be a free agent. Maybe. You know, that, well, I mean, are, are they really going to, what are they going to do? Tag a tight end or spend a lot of money? They on just did. They, when they spent the bag on. Uh, they um, just did. But I'm saying do it a second year in a row. And, well, and they're like, going to cut Zeke, right? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, he's got an out in his contract. We were talking about last episode, but we were also talking about last episode that, you know, Jerry Jones is in love with, with, with Zeke. And I don't I, – I, 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 can't, I can't count on Jerry Jones to make good football decisions. I can't really let it go, though, that <laughs> – Dallas doesn't have enough weapons and they're scouring the waiver wire for everyone they can get just sign T.Y. Hilton and they yeah, can't afford that? yeah and they can't afford to sign their weapons. Well, there's a difference between dropping like a, a couple million on T.Y. Hilton for four games and giving Dalton Schultz a a, a long you know a long-term contract. I think it's more that their number one wide receiver has disappointed. Their number two wide receiver is hurt and has always been a number three wide receiver. And the wide receiver that they drafted can't get on the field. Yeah, that's true. 
So they need to sign Dalton Schultz, in my opinion. Okay. I don't see them doing it, though. I, you might be 100% right. And if he goes to another team, you could be absolutely looking at Gary Barnage. Do you remember him? You uh, Way a few episodes ago, you talked about Gary Barnage. Yeah, he was, he was a Cleveland tight end that just really ate in their offense because there really wasn't much else. And he signed a big contract with Miami as a free agent and was never heard from again. I'm, I'm nervous about Schultz. To tell you the yeah. Truth. Yeah. You yeah. should be. I'm nervous. I mean, I, I think he's a good player, but I don't think he's as good as Dallas thinks he is. You know, it's, it's, I don't think it's, he's as good as four dynasty managers in my league think he is. Yeah. You know, and, and, and he's for a prime trade for, candidate for him to, I'm, um, yeah. Well, if, if people would actually make trades, um, but you know, for, <laughs> for uh for him to 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 out you know to be out to outvote Dulcich here by uh by like twelve percent was I'd rather have Dulcich. I mean, I, it's a little hot takey though, because Dulcich has not put up a full year. I mean, Dulcich Schultz is putting up a good year. Oh sure, despite yeah. missing a game and having a crap bag of a Cooper Rush for a few games. His stats with Dak back. Are yeah, are really good, and not just stats like counting stats, like yeah, you know, no, snap percentage, stats, targets yeah. per route run. Those are like absolutely very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I looked just... at all of that before this episode, and Schultz looks really good on paper, mm-hmm. but on the field he looks like a you know goofy white guy. <laughs> I mean, if that's and what you're gonna invest your high second round pick in, tight end is littered with goofy white guys. Okay, but you know Travis Kelsey is pretty goofy. But I oh, mean, I was just making a goofy white guy joke. Like I'm not. I'm, I'm just not. saying, if I saw Travis Kelsey in a black turtleneck and a gold chain over the turtleneck and a and a and a like a sweater over that entire ensemble dancing in a nightclub, like doing the Running Man, I, I would stand there and laugh my ass off at him. Oh, and yeah. I feel like if he wasn't an NFL player he would be like a pipe fitter doing that. Okay. I can buy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe he goof- would attempt that kid and play thing, you know, where like you hold one foot and like <laughs> jump yeah. the leg over kind of, you know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah dance yeah. around. Yeah. It's from house party. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. What, what I'm saying is he is a big goofy white dude. That is just awesome. Yeah. He's, you know, he's just I mean, amazing. Honestly, the old, he's the, the most old, amazing person in the world at what he does. The just, only just like he's his brother tight end one for me it the only reason he's not tight end one for me is is really just like i mean he shows no signs of slowing down but you know he is what he is right he is mm-hmm. at that age so i don't i don't know that i can just know. like his brother there's there's really no like no difference between the two just, the kelseys are elite at, at at what they do and 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 the way they dress in super bowl parties I mean, Super Bowl parades. Oh, I, I don't. I'm Which was a huge party. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey dressed up as a mummer. Uh, Google that. <laughs> you have to Google that. I mean, I know what the mummers are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. That, that's his speech is where no one likes us. We don't care. Yeah. That's yeah, where yeah. that comes from. Yeah. Um, let's talk about another free agent. Uh, Mike Kosicki. Yeah, man. Okay. Drives but me he's, crazy. He's very interesting, right? Because. You know, before the new coaching, we saw that 
you know, even, even with, you know, Tua not, not reaching the heights that he's reached this year, um, Gusecki at times eight, well, good, good target, you know, uh, percentage and, and that sort of thing with Tua. Obviously, you add Tyreek Hill, somebody's going to suffer. And, and Mike Kosicki was probably the prime candidate to suffer the most. Um, but he's fairly non-existent, right? Can, he's going to be a free agent. And the question is, do NFL teams want a tight end like him that's essentially a slot guy and can't block mm. if – their offensive line isn't good if they don't have a blocking tight end to rely on. Like, does that narrow the pool of, of landing spots for him? First of all, the NFL is littered with players like that. And if you can actually do the first at an elite level, then the second doesn't matter. Right. So do you mind if I make an analogy toward like with your profession? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So you're a teacher. Yeah. And you're asked to teach. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that you, you feel like you're a good teacher and you do it at a high level. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So if uh, the school board came to you and asked you to sweep at a high level, mm-hmm. do, do you feel as though like you should, that, that's in your skill set and something that, you know, you should add teacher slash custodian um, to your resume? It depends on how much you're going to pay me. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a really good point, and a, and a, and a crux to the tight end argument, yeah. right? Tight ends don't get paid to block, but they're expected yeah. to, right? Right. Yeah. So, Gasicki's an elite pass catcher. I, I mean, he's awesome, and if you use him as the weapon he is, uh, I mean, he, he he only adds to your offense. But if you look at him as a tight end. That needs to block he's gonna disappoint you right okay, yeah so what about the argument that like if a team has a bad offensive line or not a good blocking tight end they can't afford to to have a gasicki out there so they're not right, going to so, be a, a team that signs him how often do you see i well i guess you don't like watch a lot of ravens i see it like yeah i see it likely does not block in line they use but, him I mean, as a. They use him as a big but they slot. They have Josh Oliver. They have Mark Andrews. Like I mean, like True. they have like a gazillion True. tight ends. Yes, they do have good blocking tight ends. I mean, you know, in Miami but, they have Durham Smythe, right? Like, yeah, but what I'm saying is, all right. What I'm saying is, why would you not use Kasiki as what he is as a big slot? I agree, and, with and you. an occasionally an occasional boundary receiver. Like it's 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 almost as if he's being punished for not being able to do something he can't do. It, okay. it just irritates the fuck out of me. So what about what about this argument? Um, so if he goes to the right place, he's a stud. If he goes to the wrong place that doesn't want to use him right, it's going to be the same thing. And you can't guarantee that it's going to happen because he just the 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 he doesn't know every coach in the NFL and every NFL coach doesn't know him. So a bad match could absolutely happen because they don't communicate well in the interview. Mm-hmm. Follow me? Mm-hmm. Or it's just done through an agent. And they're like, oh, Gasicki, he's this size. He's done this. We should be able to use him this way. 
So our listeners uh, agree with you and I. Um, 52.4%, he's a free agent, he'll be fine. Uh, 47.6%, eh, concern, maybe sell him. They're not mutually exclusive, but... I mean, it's kind of ridiculous to try to sell him. You can't get anything for him. What are you going to get for Gesicki? There, but there are some guys though, like that on on name value and hope, people will will, will give you a late second. I mean, I mean that's his absolute ceiling in a trade right now, and you're realistically not getting that. He's a throw it. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ding him that low. Yeah, yes, he he's a throw, and in fact, I tried to throw him in, and like he got tossed back for other players. That person's dumb. Nobody wants him. He's a buy then. Sure. If that's the case, then he's a buy. All right. Then go it. take your go take your early third. Let's go get you some. Oh, if if someone's giving you Gasicki for an early third, like. Watch out for the cops because they're going to arrest you for robbery. That's his value right now, in my opinion. Uh, I, I think that you might have a hard time getting him for that. You might have to throw in another third just because he is going to be a free agent. And the guy that has Gesticki probably knows that and, and wants to hold and find out. Hmm. Interesting. I should go. But two thirds, would I think that would get it done. No. Yeah, I do. Like, maybe if I'm you, just thinking about. I would never take two. If you throw a late second for for Gesicki, it's a smash. Except, and they're gonna laugh at you. That's why I say two thirds. Wait, you're saying the person getting two seconds is gonna laugh? No, one second, one late second. Oh. No, the the person, yeah, yeah, he's gonna laugh at you. Gonna laugh at you for giving a late second for Gasicki? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I'd say you're smart. I'm just. I'm just saying his that. That's how low his value is right now. I'm saying you're smart because you know that I won't take a third for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for what it's worth, on the old calculator uh, at DTC, ooh, they have the individualized picks ready now. One oh six, two oh eight. Uh, Gesicki is oof, 3.6 yeah. and uh, and a That's... third is 1.6 so it's yeah but, uh, it sounds about but right. what's a, a mid second is 9 oh like 9 points yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah interesting dude if I could get Gesicki for two thirds I'd start throwing that out there fuck up yeah All I right. mean if you're really that that jazzed on him I don't I'm not 100% sure. I'm not hella jazzed. I'm hella jazzed at two thirds. Yeah. I'm hella jazzed that he signs a contract somewhere that, that someone does use him as you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know, man. I got Dulcich and Jelani Woods in the third last year. Kate Otten. I mean, yeah. I got those guys. I got those guys later than the third. True. But, you know. I mean, what are the chances, right? It's a weird year. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the 2022 rookies. I mean, likely right. was a last round yeah. pick or wait, waiver. I got them off waivers everywhere. 
So these guys have shown out, right? Yeah. I think we still like McBride's upside, yeah. but you know, jury's still out. But when I look, mean, production-wise, he's at the bottom of the list. When you look at what, what Dulcich has done, when you yeah. look at Otten, Jelani Woods, Chig, Bellinger, and Isaiah Likely when he's had a chance to flash, that's seven guys right there, including McBride. That's crazy good to about. me. Yeah, it's he's crazy to me. I... 2022 rookie class. When you know, we I told like a couple months before the draft, it was McBride, Wiedermeyer, and like, eh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, right. and and then Dulcich crept up, and that's sort of thing. But like, Wiedermeyer's not even a practice. Yeah, player. yeah, it's crazy. Well, I mean, he can't run. Sure. Yeah. He's so, literally slower than me. So like, that, I mean, like it's almost like mind blowing. Like we have like seven inexpensive for the most part except for you know maybe mcbride and dulcich relatively inexpensive in rookie drafts rookies right um you know five of those seven were inexpensive and we feel good about them yeah the nobody's part. talking about it and if you're in a tight end premium league i mean it doesn't take much to get the double digits in a flex spot so let's let's poke holes in them then okay um, three for 30 is double digits you know right so Dulcich elite route participation, even when, you know, Sutton was on the field and that sort of thing. He's been used as a wide receiver. Like we love him. Right. What, what, what holes can we poke coaching uncertainty, quarterback uncertainty? Sorry, likely. No, no. Dulcich. Oh, Dulcich. Oh yeah. I mean, the biggest hole that you can co- that you can poke with a with a young player like that is the new coaching staff. Yeah. So and probably new. Well, wait, did the GM get fired yet? I don't think so. The Tennessee GM got fired. Yeah the 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 Broncos GM is definitely on the hot seat. Okay. So you know if you have a whole new regime, they didn't draft you, so you have to prove yourself all over again. I, I believe in the talent. I believe in the talent coming out. So, I mean, you have to love that, but the, the, the whole, the whole could just get swallowed up. You know, they could just like an undrafted free agent because they just like him. He fits their system and maybe Dulcich doesn't, who knows. You um, Dulcich, according to DTC, is pretty much worth the 110, the 23 110. Wow, which is, which is kind of where you're getting mayor. Holy, anyway in a lot of leagues, you know. Yeah, really? Yeah, I have 16.2 and 110 is 16.7. Nobody knows that yet, by the way. Nobody knows he's worth that yet. Uh, dude, man. I don't know. He's really buzzy i don't mean like all right i'll put it this way so we're gonna get to my christmas list later but one of my last things on my list was to sell kittle Mm. all right and 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 it's not because i put it off it's yeah it's because i've been trying all year and it hasn't happened Mm -hmm. right so i lowered my price and sent out about seven offers yesterday and um the one that i got accepted was a late first and mcbride Mm. it's a late debbie first Mm. it's a shallow debbie Mm. you're in debbie three right dwz debbie three 
Well, what do we call that? It's just DWZW3. It's on Sleeper with Big oh, Dog. No, no, no. no, okay. All right. Anyway, uh, Gator J, mm-hmm. uh, fan of the show, mm-hmm. is in that league. And uh, he's one of the guys I sent a, an offer to. And I sent him the same offer. Basically, it was uh, his first, his 23 first, which was, it's no offense, Gator, but it's probably going to be more of a mid than a late. Mm-hmm. And Dulcich mm-hmm. for uh, for Kittle mm-hmm. and the McBride owner accepted first, mm-hmm. and Gator J posted it in chat like, "Oh, I was about to accept." Mm-hmm. So he didn't know that Dulcich is with that at all, mm-hmm. right? Wow. So yeah. that package I could have gotten from him was definitely worth more because his, his pick is higher. And Dulcich worth more than McBride's probably what a late second at this point. Still, though, I mean, like if you're a contender, are you really like giving up Dulcich and, and even in, even a, a slightly depleted? I was surprised he said that. Yeah, yeah, for Kittle, like I, I'm not doing that. I don't know. Well, what's the chance that Dulcich is going to win you a playoff game with Brett Rippon over Kittle with Purdy? Wow. You know, I, I'd, I'd go Kittle, you know, and if it's a, some people, some people look but at Debbie to, depleted firsts as bad picks. I do not. I love well, those picks. I think there's a, there's a hierarchy and none of them are, are, are terrible, but I think there's a hierarchy. I've, for me, I've counted, I've counted 12 picks that are priority first round picks in that draft for me, like um, including Arch Manning and, you know, yeah, for me, it goes um, 23 rookie, 23 combined. 23 Debbie on the bottom, but I agree with you, not as bottom as people think. I mean, it's a combined draft. Oh. Well, hello. Yeah, my one oh I have the 101 in that draft. I'm taking Sean Tuck. Wait a second. You got wow. Jesus. People, people, oh wow. For Kittle? Wow. Yeah, that I, I guess I I wasn't clear. It's a combined draft it's a shallow debbie with like maybe 10 10 debbie players so like there's a lot out there in the first round man and you got that for kittle yeah yeah mcbride and and that late first and i could have gotten an an earlier first than dulcich that's what i'm saying people don't know that dulcich is worth that yet go get him Hmm. i love that guy kate otten right yeah, was, was, same, my, was same, my wide receiver three? Same question marks, but same same question marks, right? Uh, not so much coaching, but certainly what the future of the offense and the quarterback right. is. What's gonna, what's going on in the offensive line, it's, right. et cetera, and, and and that sort of thing. Probably, you know, he was my three. He was below Dulcich, so he probably doesn't. I still think he's not the player Dulcich is, but he's not far off, mm-hmm. right? So, um. I think, like we were saying before, it, it's a value play, right? Where you're saying, okay, I'm going to skip over, you know, the the Comets and the Schultzes, and you know, l- let me Kmet, let me roll the Comets a different story though, because he's got some upside. Okay, let me roll the dice on some of these rookies. Yeah. Well then, well then, if you're ex- if you're excluding Comet, then like that chunk of people you're skipping well, over is getting. I'm smaller. just saying Comet is polarizing. 
you know, Komet is real um, boom or bust. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's so, it's, uh, just call me Captain Cliche. Call you, you what? Captain Cliche. Oh, okay. You know, polarizing, boom or bust. Well, I mean, they're, they're real words for a reason. They're cliche. Yeah. For a I mean, if, if, I, if I'm really going to analyze Komet, is I think he's got a lot of ability. And a lot of it depends on his quarterback. Um, but I also think that they're going to surround him with real weapons next year. Um, that GM that refused to do it last year is gone. Mm. And any any sane person puts weapons and offensive linemen around Justin Fields. So, I mean, does that help or hurt Komet? Is Justin Fields a, a good enough passer to make Komet a real thing. Yeah. I don't know, I man. So. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm starting to think he is. I mean, he's had some real rookie moments with some awful picks, but a lot of rookies do that. Peyton Manning led the league in interceptions his rookie year. So, I mean, he's also he's also made some really, really nice, like, touch throws, and he's got a rocket for an arm. And, you know, he's at this point rivaling Lamar for best running back, uh, running quarterback in the NFL. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be on the field. And yeah, I mean, you got to You got to put Komet up in the hawk. Interesting. Okay. I'm surprised at that because like as somebody who's like, you know, been like the commit cheerleader, it surprises me when, when people like, you know, have I've him, always have him now higher than I do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've always been down on Komet. I've yeah. always been. Uh, he had to. He had to show me, but he has. Okay. I mean, um, he's he's got the talent, right? Am I wrong? I mean, I don't know that he's super talented, right? Like, he's not athletic. He's got he's, good hands. He's um, not Dallas Goddard, right? But, I'm not yeah, putting yeah, him in yeah, that yeah, tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's probably not. He's probably not as athletic as Hawk either, um, or as polished either. Yeah. So for me, for me, but he's in. It was he's, he's, he's good. Potentially... He's good enough at those things. Plus, pretty good hands. Plus opportunities because of the targets. That and was also, my thing for commit. Also, it's a potential elite offense. Oh sure. Yeah. It could develop into that. With with that guy at quarterback, sure. Yeah. Glad Dallas Hyder is not here to hear me. Oh, I'll, do I'll let him know. Uh, Kate, <laughs> would you rather have Kate Otten or the 209? Oh, Kate Otten. Oh. Yeah, 209 is kind of no man's land in this draft, oh. as far as I can see. According, um, according a, to DTC, that's there about even. Just did a, just for reference, just did a, a mock draft in the second round in a, on Dynasty War Games. And uh, that was Devin. A train, A chain, all five eight hundred eighty five pounds of them at two hundred nine. So if you think that's better than a tight end that can actually produce in the NFL, mm-hmm. go for it. I mean, he's electric. Don't get me wrong, but he's a small man. Mm-hmm. So my tight end four very famously was Jelani, and uh, you know I still agree that he's you know got to get polished and that sort of thing. Um, I, he's flashed, he's shown Mm -hmm. some stuff. Um, you know, I don't know the 
contract situation for like Cox and uh, and Granson. I know some people liked Ogletree before he hurt his knee. Um, so I think there's a little more competition there for him than say with Chig, but like they kind of are similar to me. Uh, in, Pretty in sure. I'm oh, sorry. Go on. In that people, I think, you know, thought of them as sort of like athletic with upside, you know, but raw, let's see what happens. Right. I think I probably had them too far apart. I think I had Woods four and Chig like seven or eight, but um yeah, I chick way down. So, um, but who would you rather have now, Woods or Chick? That's tough. Uh, I'm gonna lean Chig. Well, no, you know what? I'm gonna go Jelani Woods because I think that they, they're they're closer to getting a, a a good quarterback. I don't consider Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis. That's good the rub, right? The foreseeable quarterbacks right now for Chig are not very good. Right. Right. Um, I, I think and, I think Chig's probably a better player. Possible. But yeah. It's tough to tell. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, our listeners, uh, 56.3% Chig and 43.8% uh, Woods. Um, Woods was ahead for a while and then Chig mm-hmm. passed him in this poll. Yeah, not it's, it's, too it's surprising a- with recency bias, but, you know, it, 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 yeah, they're about even. It's a tough call. So, for example, all right, so I have a team. This is my original Dynasty team. Um, it's a 10-team league, and uh, benches are a little shallow. Not, not tremendously shallow, a little bit. So, like, there are some players out there. Um, I recently dropped my veteran tight ends for rookie tight ends going into the playoffs just because I I just felt like I I can get as much out of these rookies as I can. Like I dropped Tanyan for Jelani Woods Mm. and I dropped Higby for Chick. Right. But I did the wood. I made the woods move first and then, and then the Chig move a week after. So I guess in my mind, I have Jelani Woods above him because I saw them both sitting there and I went after Woods first. I went after Kate Otten after, before any of them. And I, I actually yeah, dropped a wide receiver yeah. for him. So, for, so for like, me, like I picked all up on like a tier. Yeah. I picked up Otten, Jelani Woods, and Jake all off of waivers for a dollar piece. And, and that was my, that was the order that I did it. So, you know, any therapist worth his salt would say that's how I have them ranked. Sure. Well, you know, therapy is a whole other. <laughs> Let's talk about. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, yeah, I remember, uh, you know, post draft well, waiver waiver shopping. This, Kate this, this does summer. remind me of my mother, by the way. Okay. But, well, so. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kidding. Um, uh, so. Yeah, I remember post-draft waiver shopping with some of these guys and being like, yo, there's some still some value out there, you know, especially in like a league uh, that only had like three or four, three or four rounds in, in the draft. But, you know, um, so right now I have a tier where they're all, you know, I think pretty, pretty similar. I would lean uh, probably Woods over Chig 
think I have, might have Otten in between them. I'm not positive. Let me double check here. But it's all this, you know, big team. They all, they all have quarterback questions. Yeah. That's the big thing. So I have uh, Woods, I, I like likely, Woods likely Chig Otten in that order. Okay. I mean, I can't argue with that. I like all of them. Yeah. And it's just like it takes my subconscious to tell you who. Yeah, I guess that's why. Well, I, was I mean, yeah, to quarterback questions likely is, is is always you know and, you know how how long is Andrews going to be there and right you know and and and, and the fact him. that they they they've shown a they've shown a desire to use him even when Andrews is healthy. So if if they make him a big slot, like I I keep I keep wanting to re- compare him to Marquez Callaway. Do you remember him? Or not Marquez Callaway. Jesus. God damn it. Marquez Colston. Oh, yeah, vaguely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he and Victor Cruz were sort of the the originators of the big slot. They were the first that I remember seeing doing it. And and Marquez Colston, Marquez Colston. I've always called him Marquez because he's a Marquez Colston. <laughs> but he was Mr. Irrelevant in the draft. Marquez sucker. Yeah, exactly. He was the last player taken in the draft and oh. Sean Payton knew what he was doing. He was like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know what to do with this guy. Put him in the slot. Sure. And it worked like a motherfucker. And I just see a lot of that out of likely. Putting speaking of the saints real quick. What do you think of Jawan Johnson? I like what I saw. You know, he definitely, definitely took Troutman's job, right? He just didn't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, w- I would have really loved to see what like the the ebbs and flows with the dips and spikes would be, would have been like. You know, that you get out of every tight end. I would like to have seen that out of you know what was going to happen the rest of the year. But mm-hmm. and then there's going to be so much flux with the Saints in the off season that who That's the, who the fuck does? Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not buying him for anything. Like a, a team that you know was deploying Taysom Hill and Andy Dalton this year, yeah. with you know, yeah, uh, I mean, like, and, and who I, knows what's going to happen with the suspension for Kamara and who's John back and yeah, da, 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 you know, I just yeah, I can't. He's like waiver waiver wire level okay. player. Like he's he's fourth fourth. Like I wouldn't give up more than a fourth for him. for for who, Juan. Okay. Juwan Johnson. I'm glad you said that because I just lined him up in the calculator. All right. Um, Chig is worth roughly the 205. Wow. Holy shit. All right. Jelani Woods, the 211. Fair. What do you think Juwan Johnson is? 310. 206. What? Wow. I guess that little, little little touchdown streak really. That's an upside ceiling, I think, kind of price right now on him. <sighs> yeah, if you if you have him, sell, 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 sell. <laughs> I mean, if you get a tool, if you get any second for Jawan Johnson, I think that's obvious. Mm-hmm. Like that's there's nothing like when when a player has a short streak that is all touchdowns. You can bet your bottom dollar; it's not going to repeat itself. 
Like that, two more that, rookies. Oh, sorry, well, I'm, I'm just saying that will never happen again in his entire career. Two more rookies I want to talk about. I promise you, one of them is not named Calcaterra. All right. Nice. Um, Starter this week, by the way. Speaking of the, that big tier I had, um, right below those four I rattled off, Daniel Bellinger. So the eye injury, you know, um, obviously, uh, you know, it took, uh, you know, some games away from him. So, but we liked what we saw when he was there, even in a, you know, I would say, uh, I would say bad offense. I think some people give them a little too much credit. Um, you know, we have a, a, an overall lack of weapons, especially at wide receiver. Um, we know that Danny Dimes is a free agent. How are you feeling about Bellinger? I like Bellinger. I think he's a he stepped into a situation where they had no tight ends, but he also proved himself usable over just a you know a, a free agent signing, right? They 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 had the opportunity in training camp and um, you know in preseason and during the season to sign somebody to replace him, you know, or or to just like get by as a bridge. And they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. They kept him as a starter. And I think it bodes well. You know, Dable likes him. And when you have a new coaching staff that likes a player and puts him on the field and gets some touchdowns, I feel like you should definitely pay attention to that. Uh, I mean, there, there are variables. There could be a quarterback that doesn't throw the tight ends. I don't know. That's kind of a weird thing. He's worth the 210, according to DTC. Nah, that's too high. That's ridiculous. Pound and sand? You're, you're asking me to pay the 210 for him? That's what, according to DTC, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll give you Daniel, Daniel uh, like, I don't know. Uh, no. I, I, I'll give you a chihuahua that shits pesos. This is a callback to our bulldog who shits $100 yeah. bills. I'll so give you, you I'm sorry. Saying, you know what? He's that, not worth the 210 That 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 oddly went Mexican twice, and I didn't mean it to. I, I just bet a small dog that shits a small amount of money. Well, there you go. Um, so you're, you're saying he's worth less than a 210 Yeah. Yeah, his upside is, is nice, but come on, man. Yeah, like I, this I, is an offense that you don't know who the quarterback is going to yeah. be. You don't know who the weapons are going to be. And like he's, he kind of got force fed because he had to be. It's, it's volume, nice that he's a rookie right? yeah. that, it, that the coach likes, but you have to be realistic. He's worth, worth more than Jelani, third. according to this, right? Uh, three, five. And, I mean, and, yeah. and the difference between a second and a third no matter where the second and thirds are in people's minds is just so like, like mind shattering that they, they don't make like, that's a huge jump. Those seven picks are a huge jump in people's minds. Right. They can't when in it. reality, the longer you go, the, the, the gap is smaller. Yeah. Right. Mm. So uh, the last rookie that I want to talk about is not a, a, a big deal, but we mentioned Schultz being a free agent, seeing a little love for, for Ferguson. 
that he's okay. uh, gotten a little uh, increased usage and that uh, some people are, he's kind of talking about him a little bit more. Um, I mean, I'm not buying it, but okay. I mean, yeah. I'm not buying it or not buying him. I'm not buying it as a thing, right? If they don't sign Schultz, are you telling me he's better than Peyton Hendershot? I think I don't. So. I don't, I don't have that. a huge I don't know either way. On that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, um, I feel like they both got run when, when Schultz was out. Yeah. So, so uh, you're, I mean, you it wasn't, to... wasn't it, wasn't there a Blake, Blake Jarwin yeah, before yeah. Dalton uh, Schultz that was supposed to be the guy? I mean, yeah, he was, I mean, we were talking about two years ago. He, he got like a hellish injury though to his knee. Like, I mean, that's, you know, true, but he never took the job. Anyway, you know, wasn't he supposed to be the heir apparent to Witten? I mean, he was for a little bit. Yeah, it never happened. And then he got the injury. I I'm mean, just saying, with, with tight end, it could be yeah, any of them. Yeah. So um, he's worth a, like an early third, according to GTC. You throw it in early I wouldn't. No, for Jake Ferguson, no. I would. No, he's, um, a, he's, a, he's a waiver wire at best. So I asked our leaders. He's a roster clogger, if you ask me. Um, Go on. <laughs> Which tight end are they trying to get thrown into a trade, right? Um, Irv Smith, your boy. Ugh. You know, uh, thinking there is he's a free agent. He, there's a dip in value now. Maybe he's something next year. Right. Yeah, probably. Probably You're- probably can make his way to, by the end of the year, I would say he could actually move his way up the depth chart to manager of the liquor store. Okay. Right. Yeah. So that's I mean, his but, ceiling. His like ceiling is manager, manager liquor, liquor store manager. Yeah. They they give you the the combo to the vault with the the safe with the gun in it, which is you know I think that's <laughs> saying something about how responsible he is, right? I guess. I mean, he could uh, he, yeah, well, he could just run off with the money and the gun if he wasn't a responsible man. Mm-hmm. So sure, yeah. sure. You, as far as love, points scored, yeah. I would I would say no. I, um, I, I project him as no. Ferguson was in this bunch. Uh, Jawan Johnson, who we just talked about, surprisingly, you know, worth a second, right? Yeah, and way I, higher than these guys. And I threw in Brevin Jordan, like, just to kind of see where people are at with him now. Because we had a conversation where, like, I was, like, you know, the conductor of the Jordan hype train. But there's a couple leagues where I'm not even – I just cut him. I just wasn't even expecting Yeah, I was irritated as fuck. Give me a fourth for him. But you were like, I want to get a pick. Yeah, I was like, dude, offer me Brevin Jordan for a fifth before cutting him and me finding out that you cut him by someone else picking him up. Because I can't be all over every league. I'm sorry about that. I needed the roster spot. Uh, And it probably happened on a Tuesday when, you know, it's, it's, you know, you know, the meme of, oh, shit. Sleeper reports are coming. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 the Game of Thrones, the one that I made. Uh, yeah. Oh, is it? Did you make that? I, I mean, somebody else probably I did saw you too, post but, it, but, but I, I didn't did, realize I did make you actually it, yeah. made it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm the presence of celebrity. Yeah. We, I think we just talked about maybe before the show a meme I made and oh no a tweet I did. But uh, dude, I, we're going to talk about your tweet. Okay. Uh, and then, um, so yeah, it was Irv Ferguson, Jawan Johnson, and Brevin Jordan. Ferguson won with 50%. They're all Juwan Johnson's the only player in that in that group that's well, no, I, 
he's the only one I want that I'm giving anything for. Like, but I'll give a fourth or a fifth for Brevin Jordan. He's not, he's not a roster clogger. He's the definition of a deep tight end developmental player to me. He did when he got over his injury, he did come in and catch balls, you know. So I mean what we're what we're seeing is I mean that is what she said, but yes, anyway, go on. What we're seeing is that people are buying <laughs> the idea that Schultz might not be around in Dallas next year. I mean, that's what that poll tells me, you know? Yeah, okay, but I I I don't know. All of them can be zero. Oh so, I mean there's a couple of them that are likely zeros. And I just, when you get a player like Schultz that I don't think is like overly talented, you know, league average, he could just disappear and never be a thing again. If he goes to another team and they're not what he thought he was going to be, it just, he could be nothing. Um, so I think, you know, from the, from the perspective of you're, you don't, you don't, you're not obviously, you know, buying jake jake ferguson you don't you'd rather have other guys thrown in a trade but let's flip it this is now somebody you can sprinkle in a trade and apparently is attractive to people because of the schultz free agency narrative okay i mean i i picked him up at free agency a few places i guess i'll shop him but like yeah i like if someone's looking for a sweetener and they if, say, he, and they, if you they offer me ferguson, I, this happened to me today with a different player um, but if you offer me a trade with Ferguson attached, I'm going to, and I like the trade and I want to accept, I'm going to counter with the same trade without Ferguson. <laughs> okay. And that happened to me today with Tyler Conklin. Oh boy. <laughs> with that Kittle trade I was talking about, I offered Kittle and Conklin for McBride and a late first. And he countered with, Kittle for McBride in that same like first. Well, I mean, that could be a roster space situation. That was Snoop Jesus telling me he doesn't fucking like Tyler Conklin and stop offering offering him to me. The fact that you even accomplished a trade with Snoop Jesus is... Yeah, I hear you, man. He's tough. He's tough. And it's not even like he's like, I just, he's just all over the place. I just have no idea what he's trying to do. He's he's a wild card. It's not like he's stingy or greedy or whatever. It's like I have no fucking clue if he's coming what or going. What you need to do is, yeah, you need a you need a, a nanny cam in his living room and listen to him talk to his wife. I think he's married about like who he likes. Yeah, because if he likes a guy, he'll he'll get fucked. Yeah. But otherwise, he's the stingiest bastard. On I the mean, he, he actively offered me a fifth for Gardner Minshew, remember? And then I countered and I got, whatever, I got Tim Patrick thrown in. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think Minshew's, Minshew could land somewhere at, like, the Jets next year. But, like, the guy the guy actually, like, actively tried to trade for, for Gardner Minshew. So, you know, yeah. he's a... <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. He'll get a guy, he'll get a, he'll get a bug up his ass for a guy, and he'll... Yeah, it's weird. The leagues weird. That, I, that I was in with him, it was like, you know, he he'd be a contender but have win now pieces on the block. And then when you, and then when you ask him about it, all over like, the place, I could go either way. I, I'm like, yes. Okay, well, yes. Well, okay. Oh, well you, you, you got it. You got this young guy on, on the block, you know, interesting. You know, I never ask a price. I always ask about like a situation. He's, like, are he's, you, are you looking for picks? Are you looking at, he's like, I'm looking for other younger players. Like, <laughs> he's the poster child for 
oh, I forgot he was on the block, but what do you give me for him? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. ah, he just drives me nuts. By the way, Ferguson, an early third, Revan Jordan, uh, a mid-third, according to... Uh, mid-third for... Uh, oof, he caught him. All right. All right, so let's land the plane here with the tight ends by okay. talking about the 2023 rookie class. We were just saying a, a little while ago that, like, you know, in December, January of you know, uh, last year, we were being told that it was, you know, McBride and Wiedermeyer and maybe Dulcich was creeping up and then pray for rain. Right. And, and this year, as of now, it looks like mayor in the field, mayor and everybody else, um, mm. you know, uh, that's what we're getting to. You, you have, hard, hard you have a, a, a counter uh, to that. I put a few other names on, on the sheet, and there's one that you want to talk about. So Dalton Kincaid, tight end Utah. Okay. All right. So I have now heard three different rookie people that I trust mm-hmm. hype this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. So Dallas, Dallas Hyder of the of uh, Dynasty Warzone Network. He's he's kind of the the rookie guru over there. He runs the uh, the rookie show, and uh, my my co-host Chad Mendoza, who I, I I put a lot of stock in what he says. He's he does a lot of work, and um, uh, the guys on the Locked On Draft Network. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm forgetting the guy's name, but he's he's the color analyst for the for the um, for for uh, Houston for the Texans. Oh and, yeah, 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 yeah. And and Eric Crocker. So they were really hyping this guy, and so I heard three guys talk really highly about him, and I went and looked a little bit, and the highlights look high. I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, like I haven't haven't dug into the. Um, into the film study yet and I will but apparently he can also block a little bit can be spread outside um, kind of an all-around tight end that will be on the field early um, I like this guy to be this year's sort of like uh, Dulcich okay um, 6'4-242 Utah one-star recruit by the way so a good hmm. story yeah. yeah good story yeah, I, that, so. and, I didn't I didn't uh, know that so and uh, and uh, um, you know Lejeune seems to like him uh, uh, as well um nice has him in the in yeah the, he's getting buzz he's getting buzz right now top five so, overall uh debbie tight ends if you if he goes one. if he goes in in um in the top three rounds uh i'll tell you i'm gonna i'm gonna really gonna love him top three rounds nfl yeah if he gets that kind of draft capital yeah yeah i'm really I mean, gonna love him as like a this is gonna be a priority like mid-second round pick for me so you've got a guy already yeah you got a, you already got i got a guy you got a my guy. Yeah, already. Got I got guy. a guy. I mean, I, honestly, he's not the only one. <laughs> sure. I mean, and, and I'm starting to really like this Blake Corum character. Um, so even with the injury, I saw somebody. Uh, uh, oh, I didn't know he got hurt. Didn't Blake Corum get hurt? Did he? I, thought... I don't watch college. Didn't Maddie? Say... I watch. I watch tape. <laughs> I thought he. I thought Blake Corum got a, like a major knee injury or something. Or maybe he was talking about somebody else. Um, this is important. So, Phil, while I look it up. Dun, dun, dun. 
<laughs> it's always the girl from Ipanema. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, I must be thinking of somebody else. It's nah, not he's good. Michigan running back Blake. Quartz. Oh, wait, wait. Season oh, ending knee, knee, knee surgery. Oh, shit. All right. Okay. So, anyway, I saw somebody still have him as their RB4 with that season ending knee surgery. So, yeah. you know, something to think about. But wow. um, I am up. I'm, well, I was up to seven. So now I'm up to six running backs in this class that I love. Honestly, love first round talents. First, gonna, first round rookie draft talents. I'm going to get into that a little bit more with my with my fever and, and chills. But stock rising on Dalton Kincaid, according to NFL mock draft database, uh, projected for the second round. If he goes in the second round of the NFL draft, I mean, he's a high second round rookie draft if if he doesn't creep into the first. I mean, it depends on where he goes. And yeah. I mean, he could be a first round rookie draft pick. So, and the only other first round rookie draft pick that we think now is, is Michael Mayer. And so you had Dallas on the other night. He was praising, he was praising Mayer. I think I people, love Mayer. I think people know a lot about him yeah. al- already. Um, where do you think he's going in, in, in typical rookie drafts that are tight end premium? Like at least 1.5, obviously. I mean, two, 2.0, like bigger, but he'll yeah. go higher, but like. 1.5, 1.75, where do you think he's going? Mid to late first. I don't think he's going to get the the mayor buzz, but I do think he'll get the hot buzz. You know, maybe a little better than hot buzz. Because I, I do think he's a better prospect than Hawk was. Mayor is? Yeah. And I think Hawk was, what, a, a late first, right? Consensus? Mm, I guess so, yeah. I don't know if I remember that far. But... That, was my, that was my first year of Dynasty, and... Um, I was only in one draft and he went 103 because that guy just was a Hawk fan. So I, I have no real basis. You get those guys. Yeah. Um, uh, but, the- but yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't think it's going to be like people trading up to the 103, 104 to get pits. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I think, you know, mayor's going to be more of a, like a mid to late first. So let's use this uh, this poll as our temperature check segment. Um, Dynasty Superflex tight end premium. Michael Mayer will go where in your rookie drafts? Choices were higher than 109, 109 to 112, 201 to 206, lower. I mean, I think you nailed it with 109, to be honest. But I, I would, I would. And it's it's tight. You preface it preface it by saying tight end premium. Absolutely. Yeah, I I I'd go higher. Uh, our listeners said forty seven point one percent said one hundred nine to one twelve. Okay. And what's interesting it's is it's very fair. The higher than one hundred nine, and then everything below one twelve, all of them were exactly tied with seventeen point six percent. Smaller sample size, you know, you know, only getting around 20 or so people on these polls, but. um, I will say that I think he, I think at this point in the process that he is a better prospect than McBride, but not as good a prospect as Pitts. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Again, along the same lines as Hawk, although I think he's a different 
type of player. I think he's a little better. I think he's a little better blocker, and I think he's a little more fluid. But I think Hawk, Hawk probably has a better sense of zone, like a better sense of zone beating and, and, and like finding holes. But Mayer could absolutely learn that in time. That's, mm-hmm. that's sort of a learned attribute. So, um, yeah, I, I really like Mayer. I, I personally would have a hard time putting him above probably my top four running backs, my top two wide receivers and my top two quarterbacks. So that's eight right there. So one right. So one Oh nine. Yeah. He's, he's about the one Oh nine. So players equal with him would be like Quentin, Quentin Johnston. Right. So I've heard a couple um, negative things recently. So I'm on my roller coaster with him. Um, and then like Tank Bigsby. Mm-hmm. So Tank, I, I, I really like Tank. I really like what I've seen out of him. And I've watched a lot of Tank Bigsby. Mm-hmm. He's been a Debbie darling for years. Mm-hmm. Right. I loved him. And then the dip. And I think now, yeah. I think now, right now in this moment, you know, I think he's, he's better than, than, than the dip. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. probably undervalued. I think he's a damn good NFL running back. And I just, what happens in a few, over the next few months. Right. Well, will NFL teams see that? And yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I I just mayor, I have sort of above those two guys because they're less question marks. Okay. At this point, but he's also at a position that positional advantage. Yeah. Well, positional advantage, but also a position that tends to break out much later. So if you mm-hmm. if you take Mayer, you're you're just gonna have to be patient. Mm-hmm. So uh, time for fever and chill. Okay, so that's part one of episode sixty. Um, we're gonna pick up uh, part two when we got into fever and chills, and we got into more of a, a deeper uh, psychological and philosophical uh, discussion that was uh, unplanned. And uh, we both get uh, a little little passionate about things, and, and, and I really encourage you to, to, to listen to that. Um, I think it's some of the most interesting stuff that we've, uh, we've done, perhaps. Uh, you can follow the show at Dynasty Fever Pod. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.